You're listening to Mansplaining Manhood. We're two nobodies are talking about that greatest somebody. I'm Justin. I'm Jay. And I'm Fred. Welcome to the J Square Studios, everyone. As you've heard, we've got the one, the great, the only, the myth, the legend. Fred. Please back, don't Fred. say great, please. <laughs> <laughs> but like always, Jay, we need to start off telling everyone what we had for breakfast. So, Fred, what'd you eat this morning? Jay prepared a wonderful egg sandwich this morning. That's right. Chef Jay made us some eggs with cheese on some bread. Toasted. That's right. And a glass of orange juice. I skipped yeah. the orange juice. Fred I did skipped not. the orange juice for the sake yeah. of the sugar. Yes. I did it for the sake of the deliciousness. Chai tea again for me. Oh, no. Oh, same here. <laughs> I had a chai tea latte. I had my pinky up while drinking. I was you like, guys I'm fancy. Have, you spent too much time at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got hooked. And Fred, he's just drinking regular coffee. Black coffee. <laughs> I would say coffee wakes you up, but the first cup, the second cup is decaf. So that's. Oh. Uh, chai tea causes enlightenment. Oh. <laughs> enlightenment. <laughs> You may awaken. That'd be a good thing at this time in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, last week we finished up our session on our wounds and healing and all Man that. and his story, we wrapped it up. This week we're going to just touch on what, Jay? We're going to start talking about the 99 principles of truth. Not that there are only 99, but we're going to talk about 99 of them. And really what it is, we're going to compare the world's way with God's way. We're just going to easily use basic talk to contrast that the world says to do this and god says to do that and we're going to talk about why one's good and one's bad and the big difference between both of those so over the next umpteen weeks we're going to talk about these periodically we're not going to go straight through 99 directly we're going to jump in with different topics about maybe some mental health issues and maybe depression and even things like anger and fear man i've had all those yeah, that's why we need to talk about it, Fred. So you're saying there's an absolute <laughs> truth out there somewhere? There is an absolute truth. And that's something we want to be able to touch on today. How there's an absolute truth, how important it is that there's an absolute truth, and uh, that there is one whether we like it or not. Or whether we agree with it or not. Whether you agree with it or not, there really is. Truth doesn't take your feelings into account. Yeah, truth does not care whether you know about it, agree about it. That's what we're going to be doing. We have a lot of these to talk about. We'll probably do two a week because they're, they're little truths, but they're good to talk about good thinking stuff. To be an authentic man, you need authentic truth. Fred just said absolute truth. Men need to know truth. Truth about life, themselves, and also about our creator. We got to know truth, the things that are true about us and things that aren't because there's a lot of stuff about us that isn't true and we believe it. That's right. It goes back to our four principles, Jay. That's right. Rejecting passivity, leading courageously, accepting responsibility, responsibility, and invest eternally. And we invest eternally by studying, learning about, practicing truth. truth. Yep. And without truth, how do you know how to lead courageously? How do you know what is passivity and what's not? These are all truths that you need to filter through scripture. What is truth? When we think about truth, what pops in your head? Who's the truth? Is truth a thing or is it a person? It's a person. Isn't that amazing? That's it's a person. Amazing. Yeah. Because Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's a pretty narrow statement. What's unique about that in today's world, actually? 
when you read a verse like that. Not only today's world, but throughout history, there's more than one way to a relationship with God, if you believe in a God. God is just the same God. We just call him different names. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> that's, that's what a lot of people say. That's what the school system would like you to believe. That's what a lot of churches would like you to believe. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? We need a deep, powerful, weighty, eternal truth. Not just some good little life tips to stick in your bag to help you get along throughout the day and week and to motivate you to do whatever you're faced against. You need something deeper and bigger than that. Real truth. That's right. We need truth that can help us stand against all the relentless sorrows and calamities of life. From every direction, you're getting calamity, bad stuff, bad news. It just keeps coming at you. That might be the way it seems, but really life is good. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot more good than bad, but we always focus more on that bad. So you mean I can't have my truth and you can't have your truth and you can't have your truth? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it all has to be the same truth. Well, that's true for me, but it might not be true for you. That's true. Black may not be black and white may not be white. It gets confusing it's all, after a while. all a gray area. Gray to me is more of a white. I, I just consider it a mixture of black and white. whatever you want to believe. That's true for you, friend. Ask a uh, colorblind man. <laughs> See what he thinks. No, it is all black and white. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so why do we need to know truth? Why is that so important? What happens when we don't believe or know truth? believe lies. We battle with lies 24-7. They come at us in all directions. Lies from movies, radio, the news, internet, social media, co-workers, employers, government officials. Fill in the blank. My conscience lies to me. It contradicts the truth. All the time. Often. Would you agree with me that, that sometime today we're probably going to lie to someone or about something or to ourselves yeah, we're gonna definitely lie to ourselves we battle lies and you can use a, a million different scenarios or examples like for a, a young girl say looking through a magazine all these pictures about what a beautiful woman or beautiful girl looks like and she shuts the magazine gets up looks in the mirror and guess what I don't look like that I don't look anything like that I'm not beautiful and if I'm not beautiful I'm not up to par with who I'm supposed to be. And so I'm looked down upon. I don't have that confidence. I'm not this, I'm not that. I don't measure up. I'm not worth anything. Mm. And what's the extreme end of believing lies like that? Suicide. Suicide. I'm done. Forget it. I can't fix this. It's over for me. I'm gonna check out. To a lesser extent, just a, a total withdrawal from life, society. Th that's what happens, why? All because of a lie. Something that wasn't true. I think people tie a noose and pull a trigger every day because of lies. Things that aren't even true about them or the world. People end it over something that's not even real and true. How devastating is that? In light of that, how important is it to know the truth? Very important. How many times do you think somebody pridefully thinks people are thinking about them? In a wrong way when people don't think about them. You think about you more than they do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the lie you think. Oh, I, I'm embarrassed. People always know what I'm doing. They're always staring at me. And social media has just compounded exponentially because most people put the good stuff. It's extremes. It, it's the really good stuff, this front that people put on, or it's 
woe is me always complaining about self-worth and because they're current comparing themselves with all those fake lies that people put on Facebook or wherever about how good things are for them. And we don't measure up. I don't measure up to that standard. You're on Instagram and you see that perfect person, that perfect family. Listen, their life is just as messy as yours. Yeah, when you think someone else has it together and their life's perfect, it's not. The Bible knew this centuries ago. Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think about yourself in your heart, that's what you become. You become that person. If I'm not worth anything and I'm useless in life, I'm going to behave that way. You're going to think you're worthless. If I don't think that I'm a created being in the image of God, mm -hmm. and I think I'm just an evolutionary accident, I'm yeah. going to behave that way. Absolutely. We talked about that earlier before we got started and how today children are being taught that we're an accident. We climbed out of some cesspool millions of years ago. We progressed to the point where we're so sophisticated that if I don't want that baby, then I can just get rid of it. Another way of telling young people that there's really no value to their life. And now the confusion is so rampant that we don't even know what gender we are. We're not male. We're not female. I really don't know what I am today. We're talking about lies and, and lies from movies, radio, news, internet. This all started back in the garden. Yes, it did. Did God really say? Introducing a lie. Some yeah. doubt. Questioning what God said. Yeah. That's how you can produce a lie pretty quick is to just throw in some doubt. And slight twisting of words. Yeah. We talked about that in our second episode about how things went wrong in Genesis chapter three. And it all started there in the garden, introducing lies, started believing it. And before you know it, you have Cain killing Abel. Do you know why Cain killed Abel? Because of a lie. He wasn't good enough. He believed that his brother's being favored and whatever else went in there and a murder over a lie. This isn't anything new. This is way before social oh, media. Nothing's new under the sun, my friend. We we didn't call it social media back in the day. It was gossip between people, and it yeah. just spread like wildfire. And you didn't need and the internet to spread that stuff. It's just person to person. <laughs> all those lists, and I said fill in the blank, social media, employers, TV, radio, news, all that. But most of all, we fall for the lies that originate mm. in our own hearts. What's wrong with our hearts? They're deceitful. That's it. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick, who can understand it? Who can understand the heart? That's a pretty harsh statement. I know. That is not very encouraging, is it? That's not what you want to hear. That we're all wicked. But a lot of the things that we want to hear are lies. So the heart is deceitful and wicked, and why? The Bible just keeps hitting this right every time. Jesus said it in Mark chapter 7. He said, what comes out of a person is what defiles that person. For from within, out of the heart of a man, comes what? Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceitful, sensuality, evil, slander, Yikes. pride, foolishness. All of these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. It's what comes out Whoa. of you. That's a list that comes out of the heart. That's not even exhaustive. That's just a few things right there. Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. That's what comes out of a sick heart. We also get lies from bad advice. 
Don't start slamming Hallmark. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we call this the bad Hallmark counseling. Hallmark cards. All stuff. Follow your heart. Huh? Oh, follow your heart, Fred. Wherever it takes you, just do it. You know what happens when you follow your heart? Look at all the school shootings. Mm. That person followed their heart. Or the hateful words that you can't take back or just numerous things. If I followed my heart, I might even be right in what I'm following, but it's not the right way to deal with the situation. A lot of times you follow your heart and you end up being upset about it later. Follow your heart. What's another one? Do what you feel is right in your own heart. I've been thinking about this as we got started, about people who say there's numerous different truths. What's good for you may not be good for me. They don't really believe. believe. Down deep, I know they don't really believe. What do you think? It's fun to say, or they're trying to build camaraderie? or They're, keep they're the trying to get along. Keep the peace. Here's one that's common these days. Be true to yourself. See that word true? Truth? Be your own truth. Your truth is your truth. My truth yeah, is my truth. Be true to yourself. Believe your own truth, Justin. If green is purple to you, then call it, it purple. Do it, man. The problem yeah. is words yeah. matter. There's a big logical problem when we start dissecting what the world sees as true today. Communication's big. Think about your work life, your relationship life. Everything is done by and through communication. And if you don't communicate efficiently and, and truthfully, understand words matter, words have definitions. And if you have different definitions than everyone else, you're on different pages. And you got a big problem. Think about it. Let's take this and take it to a, not just what you feel about what's true. Let's take it a little further. Your boss wants you to come to work every day, but every day to me is not what's true to me. So I'm going to show up when I feel every day is because you want me in at, at, at eight o'clock in the morning, that's 10 o'clock to me. But what's true for you is true for you. And what's true for me. You'll be fired. No test. I was just going to say you won't have a job very long. You're not because it's because there's really logic to it. And it doesn't translate well to the bigger things. Yeah. Try that. What's true for you at work and see how long you're employed there. You're going to have to pay the consequences for the lies. The consequence of me disagreeing with my boss over what's true about it because you're fired one of us are going to lose <laughs> it'll be the employee <laughs> definitely will do it for taxes they want me to pay whatever percent of my taxes this year and for me that just looks differently it looks a lot less so i won't claim this income <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work so be true to yourself is really bad advice don't be true to yourself you're just going to hurt yourself Hallmark says, follow your heart. The Bible's different. The Bible says not to follow your heart, but to guard it and to guide it. Don't follow it. Guard it. Protect it. Guide it. That's from Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. Uh, guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Man, that's why you got to protect it, because from your heart flows the springs of life. Don't follow a sick heart, but you got to protect it. Proverbs twenty three nineteen, hear my son and be wise and direct your heart in the way. Oh, did you hear that? Direct your heart. Didn't say to follow it. It said, tell it where to go. You got to use what you know to be true to direct your sick heart. You don't allow your emotions to drive you. This whole truth, your truth, my truth. We're telling our heart, just lead the way. Let my emotions be my emotions. No, stop. Renew your mind. And let your mind direct where you need to go, and the emotions shall follow.
Those lies mess us up. People's understanding of truth in society today changes. I've seen this recently in friends who believed one way, but then something in life has affected them to the point where they believe another way. For example, the whole gender identity thing, there's a man and a woman until your grandchild determines that they aren't really a woman or a girl, they're a, a boy. And I've seen that in my circle of friends. And so you don't want to alienate yourself from your grandchild. And so you don't speak the truth. Your truth has changed because you don't want to alienate someone. You don't want to lose them. Yeah. By confronting them. That comes down to having a real understanding of what love is. Absolutely. It, it, you're right. Because people think love is just full acceptance of, of anything, whatever it is. If I say I want to be a dog. If you guys don't love me and say, yes, Justin, you're a dog. No, truth matters. Sometimes hard truth hurts, but it's the most loving thing you because can do. Words do mean something. And definitions today are different from person to person. It's like my kids playing in the street, busy road. I can't go, well, if you don't think it's busy, no, the truth is I need you out of the road. You may hate me because I'm telling you, you can't play in the road, but you're going to get hit by a car and you're going to die. They may not be able to see the reason why or understand the reason why, but the truth is they're going to get themselves killed out in that busy road. So they need to come off that road and stop playing. Same thing with people. When you tell them that this is not truth, this is not true at all. And here's reality. The loving thing is to tell them you're not, you're living a lie. You're not in reality, and you're causing yourself harm. If you don't try to correct that, you're encouraging some mental illness. Proverbs 28, 26. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Amen. You'll be delivered from the mistakes you would have made if you would have believed that lie. Lies are dangerous. We don't realize that. Lies are really dangerous to us. When we believe and follow lies, even if you don't know it's a lie, you're believing a lie and you don't even know it. Don't let your emotions direct. Fix your thought, right? And correct it. Where are you getting your truth to shape your mind? That's important. You need to correct your mind with real truth. And where's that real truth come from? Scripture. So read scripture. And following your feelings is bad because, hey, you know what? I feel worthless. So I'm going to do something. To myself or someone else. Yeah, that's what my feelings do. But when you realize, hey, wait a minute. I feel wrong. I need to correct my feelings. I'm going to recalibrate my thinking. Why do I feel this way? Because my thinking's off. So I'm going to recalibrate my thinking with truth, and then my feelings will start to follow that thinking. I'm not worthless. I am worth something. And when you believe what's true, your feelings will start to follow along. Your thinking changes your feelings. What you believe about yourself, the world, and God make all of the difference in the world to you. We are all image bearers of God. We are worthy. We are not the most important thing around. There's winners, there's losers. That's a reality. To be an authentic man, it's critical to know and understand the difference between God's way and the world's way. Upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking about what's the world say? What does God say? What's real truth? How do we guide this truth? And how do we guide our hearts and our minds correctly with the truth? Yeah, we're going to share 99 of these.
contrasts. What happens to us when we believe lies? What does the Bible say what happens to a person when they believe lies? Jeremiah 17, 5 through 6. There's a lot of warnings in the Bible, and this is just one of them. It says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He's like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. That sounds awful. That's a lot of bad there, Jay. That's what happens when you believe lies, when you don't know what the truth is, when you're following yourself, when you're following man. It says, cursed is the man who trusts in man. I I like that description of that shrub being in the middle of the desert, in a salt land, no water. That's what it's like. That's just a great image of truth, man. Yeah. Jeremiah did a good job. He, he says, cursed is the man who trusts in himself. And then he gives you an illustration. It's like a shrub in a parched, dry wilderness in a desert, like a salt wasteland. That gives you a good picture, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm like thirsty this just thing. thinking about it. <laughs> you, you just think of the shrub sitting there shriveling up in the hot sun. No water. No that, hope. And that's what it's like trusting a man. So you mean that this midterm election or maybe the next presidential election is not going to solve all my problems? Nope. If only it was that easy. But people believe it's that easy. Oh, people are die hard about their politics. Oh, people are clinging their hopes on that. I've got my opinions on politics, 100%. Yes. I think it's important that we do vote, but we need to keep it in perspective of why we vote. We should be able to talk to people who are opposite of our thought without needing to be browbeaters and beat them up and choke them out and can't talk to them. I mean, wouldn't it be nice though, if we could choose not from the lesser of two evils? We're not saying that politics is bad. We're just saying, man, don't pin your hopes on that. Ultimately, who puts politicians in control? Every politician, God placed them there. God put them there for his good purpose. Whether that means bringing harm to the people or bringing good to the people, There's a purpose for those politicians being in order. Let's go back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17. Fred, what does Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 say? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Amen. That's a difference, isn't it? I like that imagery better than what He said earlier. I think anyone who read these two comparisons would say, yes, I want that. Even someone that's not a Christian, if they read these two passages and compared them, say, man, I don't want to be a shrub in the desert. No way. And a salt land. No water. Oh, man, this says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And then it says, whose trust is the Lord. It is the Lord. I'm trusting. He is my hope. He is the truth. I like the last part. He does not fear when he comes because it is going to come. This is no guarantee that life is going to be perfect and is not anxious in the year of drought. Droughts are going to come in life for it does not cease to bear fruit. That's a good point. Just because you are a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to experience hard stuff. That's another truth. That's a promise. It says it doesn't fear When the heat comes, it's coming. Life's going to throw you calamities. For Christians and non-Christians, for everyone, heat's coming. The sun rises on everyone, the sun goes down on everyone. The rain comes and it beats on that house. Everyone. Instead of a dry shrub 
It said, He's like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Mm. Man, it's getting water and nutrients from that stream because it, it lives right next to it. Always getting water, always getting nutrients because it's rooted by that stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. It's coming, but you don't have to fear because you know the one who's holding you. The tree leaves remains green. Because it's rooted. And sometimes those roots have to go deeper and deeper. You just can't read the words of truth, the Bible. You have to continually be in that word and going deeper into what God is saying. Yeah, you got to keep working on it. Got to keep working on it. It does not fear. And then the last part it says, is not anxious. Boy, wouldn't that be nice to have no fear and mm. never be anxious? Is not anxious in the year of drought. Not only is heat coming, drought's coming. It might last a long time, too. It might not go away. The drought in your life. In this lifetime. The trouble, yeah. calamity. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. don't be full of anxiety. Think about it, maybe. There's no health, wealth, and prosperity in this truth. You're not promised any of that. You are not promised riches. You are definitely promised persecution. You're promised all sorts of bad stuff. You're promised to die. 100% death rate. So the man who trusts in the Lord, skip down to the last phrase, does not cease to bear fruit. Here's a couple <laughs> of statements we'll read through. They're pretty good. Truth is true, even if no one knows it. Is that fair? Absolutely. I had a little debate with my sister-in-law. She was in high school. She was in the driveway and we were looking at a little telephone pole. It was a wooden pole. And she's like, Justin, but if I grew up calling that wooden pole a concrete pole, then it's concrete to me, but it's still wood. Just because you were taught wrong things doesn't make that right. You're wrong. It's a wooden pole. It came from a tree. That's a difficult statement. Truth is true even if no one knows it. If I'm living in a Muslim country where I have never had access to the gospel, never had access to the Bible, I have no way of knowing the truth, but it's still true. Here's an illustration. You travel, you go on vacation, you go to a place you've never been before. You go downtown to the city, you're going to go sightseeing. You park your car, you get out, you walk around the city. You come back to get in your car, and as you're coming back, there's a cop standing there by your car writing you a parking ticket. Cop writes you a ticket. You take it. You appear before the judge. Pay this fine. You stand before the judge. You say, judge, I'm not even from this town. I didn't know that was a three-hour parking spot. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that I'm not supposed to park there. I'm not even from here. And the judge says, that's true. You didn't know. Guilty. Pay the fine. It doesn't matter. You still broke the law. You broke the law whether you knew it or not. Good example. I didn't make that up. I got that from someone. Uh, Disclaimer. <laughs> Gets the point across, though. Here's another one. Truth is true even if no one admits it. Why are you smiling, Fred? I, I shouldn't be smiling. I should be crying. It's sad. The town I grew up in has five churches, six churches. In good conscience, I couldn't go to any of those churches today. It should be a place where I find the truth. They have the book that contains the truth, but they won't admit that today. They won't preach that today. They won't teach that today. And it saddens me that where I grew up, where you would most likely 
hope to find the truth, it's not there because they've compromised the truth. Exactly the word I was going to use. They haven't denied it completely. They say this is the truth, but they've compromised so much of it. I was going to say compromised. Why did they compromise? Did they compromise on the little things or the big thing? Probably all the small things. Little things have added up to they've compromised on the big thing. Probably the offensive things. That's right. Because we want to be liked. Oh, we desperately want to be loved, Jay. It goes back to what Justin said earlier about uh, your definition of love. Mm. And love is a lot of times confrontational. If you love somebody, you're going to tell them the truth. But even in the churches that I grew up in and the people I knew that grew up in those churches, they have compromised because they want to be loving. They want to be accepted. They want people to come to their yeah. church. So we lighten up on the harsh stuff, the offensive things to keep the crowds coming. The compromise does not work. The day we left Farmington, Illinois, and the Baptist church there, there were 150, 160 people in attendance. I asked someone how many people go to the church I grew up in on a Sunday morning. Twelve. Twelve people go to that church today. Why is that? Have they denied God? Yeah, God's been taken out of that church. He's not there anymore. The God of the Bible. And it's a sad thing. Truth is true even if no one agrees with it, doesn't it follow that what I want to be true is true? If I want something to be true, it'll be true. I want there to be no God because I like a world without a God. So you're not it's true. responsible for yeah. your actions. You could do this with an atheist. I don't want there to be a God. I don't like the concept of a God. Therefore, there's no God. I find that a lot of times in, in atheism that it's not necessarily that there's no God as much as I don't like that God. I don't like who he is. I don't like what he does. I don't like the authority he has over me. So I'm declaring there is no God because I don't want there to be one. So what I believe hopefully is true, that there is no God. I really don't like God, so I really don't want there to be one. So I'm going to declare that there isn't one. I don't like you, Fred, so I'm going to declare that you don't exist. Wow. How about that? That's... Interesting. How come you're not vanishing? Uh, if I really believe that the sun is made of ice, will it be true? No. <laughs> if I really believe I have a billion dollars in my bank account Ooh. and I go shopping, what's going to happen to me? Jay, believe all you want. If you jump off your house, you can fly. But the truth's going to hit you pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> very hard. Yeah, real hard. It's going to be called gravity. Yeah. And you'll know real soon. That'll prove to me that truth is true, even if I don't agree with it. That's right. You can agree that you're a bird all day long. Jump off that building. You ain't flying. The next one. Truth is true, even if no one follows it. The last one. Truth is true, even if no one but God grasps it fully. It's God's world. He creates it. He puts all the commands in it. He defines it, orchestrates He's it. He's the potter, we're the clay. Yeah. So true is true. Whether you know it or not, whether you admit it or not, whether you agree with it or follow it or grasp it fully. And back to Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As men, we need to know truth. We have to know what truth is, and we have to know what the lies are. 
And I think when you know what the truth is, you can tell when a lie enters in. Absolute truth, things that are always absolutely true, whether we're aware of it or not, this is where we get our definitions of what's good and right and wrong from. It's an absolute truth, it's not going anywhere. What's true today will be true tomorrow and 50 years from now. But the world's truth changes. So I can argue with you about what's true. And then tomorrow, I'm just going to change my mind anyway, because the world told me to. No one really believes this stuff in your heart. You can't believe that there are different truths for different people groups or different individuals. That is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. You mean if you repeat the same lie over and over again, it doesn't become true? We don't live it out practically. No, if, we don't. If you really believe, believe, do it at work. Life would be, it's already chaos, <laughs> but it would be complete chaos. If everybody really did what they wanted to do and believed was their truth. Oh, full on anarchy. It would be. No one really believes this stuff. I use work because it's an everyday thing, but most people at work are doing what the owner and the employer believes is true not their own. Otherwise they wouldn't work there. That's why the logic isn't there. People can say what they want about this is true and that's true, but at work, you better be along with your employer's truth. When it comes to your car payment and your mortgage, you're doing what the mortgage company's truth is. Deep down, when it comes to the practical things in life, we know this is hogwash. Everyone becomes a hypocrite. <laughs> that's it for this week on the 99 Principles of Truth. Stay tuned because the next few weeks we're going to be going over a lot of these. Justin, Fred, Great to have you both. All right, guys. Thank you. Catch you later. Bye.